Good morning, church family. How we doing today? All right, everybody, stand on your feet. Come on, let's praise Jesus.
Come on, let's applaud King Jesus. Amen, amen. Worship you, Lord.
with our hands. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We have you today, God.
Good morning. So glad to see all of you here this morning. Um, I'm Tiffany Harbage. I serve as a women's ministry intern here, and it's just such a blessing to get to see everybody here this great Sunday. One of our core values here at church is that every person is important every single person. And so we would like to take an opportunity to connect with you this morning. There's a couple ways you can connect with us. The first one is to text the word CONNECT to 904-441-6900. And that'll allow you to fill out a digital connect form and you can submit prayer requests. You can just connect with us and share um, what you have going on. And we would love to connect with you in that way. You can also visit the CONNECT desk right next to the South Atrium doors. And there's someone there that will be happy to connect with you to either connect you to a life group or to connect you to different midweek activities that we have going on. So I'm gonna turn it over to Judy Trippy for our announcements this morning. Thank you, Tiffany. Good morning. I'd love to share with you some opportunities that are ongoing in our church from August to September. The first one is our fall kickoff, which will be August the 24th. That's when our ministries start back, our kids' praise. If you haven't signed up your kiddos, I encourage you to do that. Also, our men's and women's Bible studies will be starting again, and our Wednesday night dinners. So what an opportunity for you to come and, and share with each other. Also, going into September, uh, August the 27th, I'm sorry, August the 27th is our missions Saturday, and they will, uh, will be going out into the community to meet with some of the organizations that we partner with. And if you've wanted to meet some of those organizations, I encourage you to look in your bulletin. There's a QR code right there for you. Or you can type in the same phone number Tiffany shared with you, the word missions. And for men, women, and kids, you can do the same thing. And that'll take you to the website and give you that information as well. Going into September, September the 7th, our Lifehouse will be having a praise and worship time. Once a month, I encourage you to make a note of that. And also, the, 7th, the 13th, we will be having a SOHO, which is Sisters of Hope. And that will be some women coming together. If you need coaching or you would like some encouragement in mentoring, we'd love to share that with you. September the 16th, we have Flourish with our young women college and young age, and I just encourage you, that'll be some more information for that as well. And then September the 18th, we will have our hostess meeting, which we have every year. We have a luncheon in November, and we need you to host a table or co-host a table. So if you've never done that, we encourage you to come to the meeting on the 18th. And then one more for you, couples. We have a table for two on September the 22nd. It is a dinner. And it's in, on the website, and I encourage you to look at your notes. We have so much in the bulletin. I can't cover it all. I'd love to, but I can't do that today. So you guys are on your own on that. Have a blessed one. I'd just like to take a moment to pray for our offering this morning. And once I'm done praying, um, there will be a video on the screen for you to turn your attention towards. So you'll just bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for bringing us together this day, Father. Um, thank you so much for all the ways in which you have blessed our congregation, Father, with your tithes and offerings, Father, and for the generosity of our congregation, Father. Um, I also praise you for all the amazing time, Father. There's so much time that um, so, many of, uh, so many people give to our congregation, Father, and I'd just like to praise you for that. Um, we lift up your, these tithes and offerings, Father. They, may they be used to uh, grow your kingdom, Father, and for um, the expansion of your kingdom, Father. And may everything we do bring glory and honor to you, Father. In your precious name I pray, amen.
Let's stand together. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference You spoke to the dark And flashed out the wonder of light And as you speak A hundred billion galaxies are born In the vapor of your breath The planets form if the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made. Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. of your promise don't speak it in vain no syllable empty your voice for once you have spoken all nature and science follow the sound of your voice and as you speak Billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. If it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say. Every painted sky, your canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys you, so will I. So will I. So. If the stars were made to worship, so will I If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I If the oceans roll your greatness, so will I For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I your sin did so will I The rocks cry out in silence so will I The sun
Jesus still falls shy Then we'll sing again a hundred billion times God of salvation You chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride On a hill you created The light of the world Abandoned in darkness to die And as you speak hundred billion failures disappear Where you lost your life so I could find it here If you left the grave behind you so will I I can see your heart in everything you've done Every part designed in a work of art called love If you gladly choose to surrender, so will I I can see your heart a billion different ways Every precious one, a child you died to save if you gave your life to love them, so would I Maybe see the church Good morning It's good to see all of you here today Can I give you guys a shout out? Last week we asked you to show up at churches and, uh, and to pray over churches on site. And let me tell you, you showed up. You showed up. Over 100 people at the churches, at the schools that we want to. I said, I said churches, I meant schools. We were, we were invited to the schools to pray. Over 100 of you showed up. Praise God. Praise God. What a great, great witness. And, and you know, Anastasia, you never disappoint. You just go over and above. So thank you, those that prayed at home, but thank you that uh, were a witness to the principals, the administration, the staff, the teachers, as we, as we lift up our educators uh, throughout this year, okay? So thank you. Hey, we're starting a new sermon series today. We're calling it 517. And I want to give you a little bit of a, a background of where we're going this fall. This is going to be our fall message series. Um, and it sort of goes like this. Have you... Have you ever felt like you did something and you did something really, really hard? Or you did something that you thought people should appreciate and they did not appreciate it. You went out of your way and then they just, just sort of said, yeah, that's nothing. Has that ever happened to anybody here? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, that happened to Jesus, too. There was a time uh, the Bible records this in, in John chapter five. He's going to this place in Jerusalem. It's called uh, the Pool of Bethesda. And at the Pool of Bethesda, it was a place where, where if you, the legend was, the tradition was that if the water stirred, first one in got healed, okay? 
If, if the water started moving, first when in got healed, the legend was an angel would stir the water. And, and so you can imagine people that needed healing, they just flocked around. I mean, they just, they just got there. There are five porches around the pool of Bethesda. So, you know, people were just sort of sitting around waiting for the water to be moved so someone could get in and get healing. Well, um, Jesus came to this place and he engaged one of these people in conversation. Now, the guy he engaged in conversation, he had been disabled for 38 years, the Bible tells us. 38 years, they knew that he was a disabled person. He wanted to be healed. And so he's there by the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus said to him, hey, you want to get healed? They said, of course I want to get healed, but no one will put me in the water. Someone always gets there first. And so Jesus said, if you want to get healed, here's what you do. Take up your bed and walk. And the guy, after 38 years, he's healed. I mean, he's healed. That's amazing, isn't it? And you know what people said? They said, come on, Jesus. What are you doing healing on Saturday? This is not the day to do the healing. Don't you know that you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to do all the healing you want to do, but this is not the day for healing. That's what they said to him, okay? Man, can you imagine? You know, you healed someone who'd been disabled for 38 years. And they said, well, you picked the wrong day for healing. There's never a wrong day for healing. That's what Jesus told them. There's never a wrong day for God to do his work. Well, then Jesus gave this amazing truth about God. Uh, he shared this opportunity to reveal about our heavenly father, about himself. And this is John 5, 17. We're getting the title of our series from this passage of scripture. John chapter five, verse 17, it says this, but Jesus answered them, my father's working until now and I'm working. What he's saying, if God's at work, I'm at work. And what he's telling us is that whatever God is doing, God doesn't stop working. He is at work right now. He is active. He is present in our lives. And, and so we are a part of that. So God is active. He's a powerful working force. You know, and, and since God is working, Jesus said, I'm just joining God and what he's doing. I, uh, God's the one who brought the healing. You know, so God and the Father and I are doing this together. Well, you know, John 5, 17 is true today as it was 2,000 years ago. It is true today as it was 2,000 years ago. We know that God is still working. God is still powerful. God has not changed, okay? He's alive and powerful, and he's working until now. So what I want to do is, in this, in this season of fall, I want us to go through the major accounts in the Bible. I want you to hear the whole story of redemption as we go from creation all the way to the, the coming of Jesus, and then the, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, and then Jesus coming again. I want you to see the big stories, but I want you to know that what God did he is still doing. God is working until now, and we can join him in that work. And so we're going to take a journey through the Bible this fall. And I want you to see what God has done, but I want you to see what God is continuing, continuing to do, because we have a powerful God. Amen? Amen. We have a powerful God, and he loves you. So uh, our, we have a, a father who worked miracles. He is still working miracles today. So I'm so grateful for that. We have a Lord that has given hope in the past. He is still giving hope today, okay? So in this message series, 517, 517 is going to be code, okay? 517 is going to be code that, that says to me that God's still working. God is still working. And I want you to know, somewhere in this world, spiritually, it is 517 somewhere, right? 
God is working somewhere all the time today. So we're going to start at the beginning. I invite you to take your Bibles to Genesis chapter one. Okay. We're going to start in the beginning. God created. And let me tell you, God is still creating. God doesn't change. He's our, he's our creator. And so I invite you to stand with me as we read John chapter, Genesis chapter one. And these are first words in the Hebrew Bible. And the Hebrew goes like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. See, the Holy Spirit's even there at creation. Okay. And God said... Let there be light. The word of God came out and said, let there be light. You know who the word of God is, right? So we're here. We have, we have God, the son, God, the word. We got the Holy spirit. We got God, the father all there. All of God is there. Okay. And, and God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness. He called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. Let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, the atmosphere. Okay. And he said, it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was morning the second day, evening and morning the second day. Now, because of limited time, I'm going to summarize some things. So on the first day, there's light. On the second day, God created that atmosphere, that separation between water and heaven. Then the third day, we're going to find that dry land and vegetation occurs. And then on the fourth day, we see that there's, there's the sun and the moon and the stars. And on the fifth day, there's animals and living creatures. And then we're going to pick it up at verse 26. In verse 26, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that's on the face of all the earth, and every tree with its seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Lord Jesus, I am so, so in awe of your creative power. Lord, help us to see you as creator and all that means to us today, not just as a historical fact, but Lord, as a, as a very relevant present truth. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So God, yeah, I heard that. Amen. I love that. Start them early. Start them early. Okay. God's the creator, right? And so God creates. Praise God for that. He is still the creator. You know, six days, God created everything in the world. And, and it started there, Genesis chapter one. 
It says there, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He is the one who originates everything. His, his creative work is, is that word of originating, okay? It's a, it's a Hebrew word. It's B-A-R-A, bara, B-A-R-A. And it occurs 48 times in relationship to God. And it talks about him, him creating. And it's, it's creating out of nothing. This is, this is different from manufacturing. This is different from taking things that are and making it into something else. See, people make things and people bring things together. and We synthesize and we can maybe invent new things out of the stuff that's already there. But only God creates. Only he creates. Only God takes nothing and turns it into something. Not only does he turn it into something, he turns it into something with value and worth and it's precious in his sight. So God, he's that creator. He's the originator. He's the original and only originator. He's the initial initiator, okay? He's, he's the founder of the foundation of the world. If we look at creation, a lot of times the Bible talks about it as being a foundation. And I think that's relevant to us today. If I were to look at Psalm 89, verse 11, it says this, the heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it, you founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. So God has made this foundation. That's what creation is. Um, in Hebrews, if you want to go to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter one says the exact same thing. It says, and you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning and the heavens are the work of your hands. God has laid a foundation in creation. And if God has laid a foundation, don't you think that's what we ought to build on? I mean, that, that, that's what I'm getting out of here. You know, the Lord laid the foundation of earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Anything that is strong needs this foundation. And so God, he created the universe and he did it step by step. He did it. He did just the way it needed to happen in the perfect order. There was matter and then there was light and then there was dry land and then plants and animals with us. Because without light, uh, we wouldn't survive. Without dry land, we wouldn't survive. Without animals, plants, we would not survive. That's part of God's creative nature is that he made us, he made it with a foundation and he built everything in a perfect order. And you know, that's not the only foundation that God made. God did not just lay a foundation for your bodies. He didn't just lay a foundation for our physical being. He laid a foundation for our spirit, for our soul, for eternity. Let me take you to another passage of scripture. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. It says, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid. The foundation builder laid a foundation, which is Jesus Christ. See, God didn't just make you to be physical beings. You're not just a mere animal. You're made in the image of God. You are special in his sight. And he created you with a spiritual dimension. And just like the Lord laid down a, a physical foundation, the Lord also laid down a spiritual foundation. He laid down a bedrock for your soul. And that rock is Jesus Christ, God the Son, okay? No one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is a foundation that God has laid. Creation is built around this fact that there's going to be a foundation for our bodies and a foundation for our spirit. And the foundation for your spirit is Jesus Christ. So if you really believe that God is a creator, then you need to build on the foundation that he laid. And so build on Jesus, the foundation. Build on him as the foundation. Okay, there's a reason 
that our mission statement is helping people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. Because that's the foundation of everything. That's how everything uh, gets, gets going. That's how your life comes into order. It's when you're building your life on Jesus Christ. So build on Jesus. He's the foundation builder. Okay. Notice this too. Uh, this is John chapter one, verse three. I'm tell you something else about creation. This is talking about the word of God, God, the son, the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. We know who that is. That's Jesus, right? And it says here in John one, all things were made through him. So creation, it's this, it's this joint effort. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, all things were made through him. God, the son without him was not anything made that was made. So here we are. We're referring to Jesus. Jesus is God, the son. Jesus is the word of God. When God said, let there be light, that is the word of God proceeding from the father of God in the presence of the spirit of God. Okay. And that word 2000 years ago dwelt among us. Okay. Jesus was there at creation. All things were made by him. That's not just past. All things were made by the word of God. All things were created by him. Only God creates. Everything that is created is created by God. Nothing is outside of God's creative care. So remember this. God created you. Say this. Say God created me. God created me. Say, God created me. Say it one more time. God created me. See, God created you. So you need to appreciate the value that you have to God. So you can write that down. God created me. I appreciate the value I have to God. See, you are creative. You are a product of God's love and care and providence and his creative nature. You are created by God. Do you understand that? How beautiful that is? See, see, people don't create people. Only God creates people. Okay? See, the creation of a single newborn, that's not something I can do. Conception, that is not something that I can do. I cannot make a baby grow in the womb. Only God can make that grow. Now, we are part of the process, and I'm grateful that God lets us be part of the process. But only God can make that new life grow. And that power comes from God. And our Father, he's working until now. Okay, and that's why I believe... That, that life in the womb is sacred, just as all human life is sacred, Amen. you know, because all life has value to God. God creates everything. We're part of that creative process. So uh, he's continuing to create in us. Okay. And, and nothing that God creates is intrinsically in and of itself evil. We'll take what God creates and we'll misuse it and we'll abuse it and we'll, we'll pervert it and, and cause bad things to happen out of what God meant for good. But nothing that God created in all of creation is evil. As a matter of fact, if you look at John, uh, Genesis chapter 1, in verse 10, he says, it says, God said that it was good. In verse 12, in Genesis 1, he says, and God saw that it was good. In verse 18, he says, and God saw that it was good. In verse 21, it says, and God saw that it was good. In verse 25, it says, God saw that it was good. And then at the end of Genesis chapter 1, he said, he said God said that everything was very good. None of it was bad. None of it was mediocre. Every person that's created, create, created in the sight of God. We used to sing a song years ago. I don't know if they do anymore. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. They're precious in his sight. Appreciate the value. You're created by God. Every person is created by God. So I want you to know, if, if you are someone who truly believes that God is still creating and God is the creator, build on the foundation. 
Appreciate the value that's there. Now here's something else about creation. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You may know this passage, very famous passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Do you realize God is still making creations today? He's making new creations. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God is still creating. Isn't that beautiful? You know, the, the Bible teaches us that when a person responds to Jesus as Lord and Savior, God, you see, God the creator, the word of God, the God the Son, came in human form, dwelt among us in the flesh. He was there with us, okay? And the Bible teaches us that, that when a person responds to Jesus as our Savior and as our Lord, that what happens is that creation is happening all over again, but not just in the physical realm. It's happening in the spiritual realm, in, in the spiritual dimension. And God's creating eternal life, spiritual life, where it did not exist before. That's amazing. That is amazing. If you've trusted in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. A new creation. Yeah, you have been cleansed of your sins. You have heaven opened up to you. You're a new creation. When I trusted Jesus Christ, it's not that he took my life and made it better. He gave me a new life. He took what was dead and made it alive. So I was dead spiritually, now I'm alive. So I, I want to say to you, let God make that happen in your life if you've not ever let that happen before. And you can write this down. Let God create a new heart and spirit in me. See, the plan of our father is not that you spend a few years on earth and then you die. You get that? His plan is not that you have a finite life, but that you have an eternal life. That, that you, you receive him and his forgiveness and his love and all that he wants to bless you with. And that goes on forever and ever and ever. He gives you peace with God, not only in this life, but in the next and so let God create that new heart and that new spirit. Just, just let him do it. The psalmist David, he wrote that. He wrote it in Psalm 51. He said, create in me. Make this creation happen to me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Some of you in here, you're coming in this room and you need to be renewed. You're drugged down. You're feeling beaten down. You're feeling like the busyness of this earth is just keeping, is just keeping you so occupied. You can't even think straight. Let me tell you, God wants to bring renewal to your life. That's what creation means. He creates a new heart in you, a new spirit in you. So, uh, and you might say, well, I don't know if God can take my life. I don't know if God can redeem what's here. He can do it. You know why? We have a God that created all of this world in six days. Our God created all this world in six days. Now, do you think that's impossible? I don't care. <laughs> Our God can do the impossible, okay? If you think it's impossible and God did it, that's just God being God, right? So God does the impossible. He can do it. And you know what he can do? He can take what's bad in your life and he can turn it around and he can cleanse it and he can make it new. Why? Because God does the impossible. Some of you are sitting here and say, I can't take the next steps of faith because I'm not good enough. Let me, you look around at all the people in here. They're all created by God and they're all precious in his sight, but none of them are good enough. None of you guys are good enough to receive the blessings of God. I love you dearly. I love you dearly, but you're not good enough. I'm not good enough, but I have a Lord who can do the impossible and he makes me good enough. 
He makes me worthy of that. He can do the impossible. Romans chapter four says this, as it is written, I've made you the father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead. God brings life to the dead. And if, you're, if your spirit is dead, you can have life today. And he calls into existence the things that do not exist. You know, if you feel like you come into a place and you have to hide everything because you have no dignity, God can create dignity where there was no dignity because you are precious in his sight. You think you have no value? God creates value because you are precious in his sight. If you're living in a dark place, God says, let there be light and there'll be light in your life. Believe the Lord still accomplishes the impossible. Don't let what's going on in your life keep you from the very best that God offered. New life is right here for you and right now. I'm going to ask you to stand right now with me. There is new life for you right now. And I want you just to right now in the quietness of this moment, talk about that place where you need newness. Talk about that place you need renewal. And let me tell you that God is our creator and he can create newness in your life right now. He's right there for you. And you can come and you can receive it. We have a Lord that is power, powerful. Jesus said, my father is working until now and I'm working and God wants you to receive that. And I'm just praying there's someone here that needs the Lord to work in their lives that you would receive what he has for you. The God of creation making new things happen. Lord Jesus, I pray for us here in this room. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would do powerful things, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray if there is someone in here that is living in darkness, Lord, let them hear you speak to their heart. Let there be light. Lord, if there's someone that feels like they're suffocating in this earth, Lord, let them feel the atmosphere of holiness and purity and renewal. Let them feel the breath of life coming into them. Lord, I pray if there is someone here in this moment that needs healing, Lord, if it's healing of the body or healing of the spirit, Lord, you're the creator. You can do all things. And Lord, hear the prayers. Lord, restore, restore body and soul. And Lord, let us feel your presence in this place. Lord, help us to build a foundation that you have. Lord, if there's someone that needs to take a step of faith, whether it's present themselves for baptism or whether it's to present themselves for membership, Lord, I pray they'd have the courage to come forward. If they want to come pray at the front, Lord, give them the courage to come pray at the front. But Lord, help us more importantly, just where we are, see that you are still working today, doing your renewing work, doing your creating work in our lives. And let us not leave this place without the restoration, the revival that you have. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God's calling you. I invite you to come. I invite you to come.
Church. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.